Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the EFES podcast. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, Chase Yurik here with episode number six of the FS Nation podcast. Excited to be plugged back in. It's been a little bit. We took a little bit of a break. Uh, we had some uh, insurance carrier trips come up. We had a, a blitz or two that we were partaking in. Just a lot of things happening right now as we inch closer to uh, to AEP, which is an exciting time of the year for Medicare. But then also just always being in the throes of uh, of the final expense and life insurance market. It's a day to day thing. So uh, it's been busy, which is a good thing. I'm excited today as we have our guest John Stagner plugged in. Long overdue to get John on the podcast with us, but I'm excited he's here. John, appreciate you jumping on and spend some time with us, buddy. Hey, Chase, how are we? Appreciate you having me. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm fired up. Uh, we've known each other for a bit now, and uh, I'm excited to have you on because there's so much wealth, so much, you know, I say a wealth of knowledge, I'll say, that uh, that you've accumulated over the years, learning from some of the best and then becoming such an awesome producer, yes, but now um, mentoring agents in both the final expense and Medicare space, I'm, uh, I'm ready to nerd out here, and I know I'm going to pick up some nuggets from you, but I want to start off for all of our uh, all of our listeners that are out there and kind of just tee this up. You know, we're going to be talking today about a little bit similar episode as we had done before, but I think it's so important for those that maybe missed it or it didn't resonate. We're going to talk about the the importance of that cross sell, having your foundation, knowing how to just better serve your clients and being more well-versed. So I want to open it up today, John. Just tell us a little bit about you so our audience gets to know you. When you got into the business, what was your focus and then where you are today in, in terms of your market focus? Okay. I uh, appreciate that. So I got started, I actually got licensed in the, in the fall of 2013. Uh, so coming up on 10 years now, uh, I really started with, uh, started captors doing group insurance, you know, where you go in and sell both health and life, you know, sell insurance to the employees. And really it was a pretty tough game. I mean, they say in, in the insurance space, that's one of those toughest, uh, because those HR managers have people knocking on their door it seems like 10 times a day and saying, Hey, we got the best benefits. You probably don't know this, but there are probably a hundred different companies that offer some kind of supplemental benefits. So it wasn't like their major medical supplementing like accident, cancer, uh, grid term life, stuff like that, uh, critical illness. So that's where I cut my teeth and uh, very quickly got promoted and was asked to do recruiting for that, which was, uh, I guess a doubling of the workload, no increase in pay. So you just really had the output a lot more, you know? And so, uh, and I moved to Springfield, Illinois. I still had my farm hit in Missouri. So I was kind of back and forth. Did that for almost a year and uh, uh, gained a, really a lot of Bible experience, you know? And, and, you know, these stories with captive agencies or companies don't always turn out well. Mine didn't. It didn't have a happy ending, but I'm happy it happened because. Anytime something like, you know, every experience makes you where you are, it gets you to where you are today. And there's some experiences I had doing that, that I wouldn't trade for anything. So that's really where it started. And, uh, it was, it was bitter enough that I actually dropped out of insurance. I almost quit for a couple of years. I did some other things and then came back. I discovered final expense, uh, and man, it's just been game on since that point. And then here a little bit later, I can tell you what uh, what kind of got me transitioned into Medicare. But oh, by the way, I did uh, 
they say that uh, that group insurance is one of the tuckles, but I would probably bet that PNC is. And I did that chase for uh, about six months, and I got to tell you, it was the worst six months of my life. And no offense to anybody that has PNC out there, but uh, that just wasn't my bag, so I'm I've stuck with them. Violent Spence Insurance and now Medicare Kiyama. Well, you're absolutely crushing. You have been since I've known you. You've been, like I said, at the top of the, the podcast, a student of the game. And I think that's part of a good part of why, along with your work ethic, as to why you have succeeded and continue to improve each and every year. Uh, you're continuously learning, which I love. Um, but that push, that drive to understand it, with that humble approach that I've always known you to have, which is, you know, you've never been a guy who was like, I know it all. I got it all figured out. But it's like, I want to. And so I've always I've always really appreciated that uh, about you. And, you know, you were always the guy front row, which I remember this about every event we had. If there was a training seminar, you're in Missouri. We did one in Rhode Island. You flew out. You were sitting front row, had the iPad up. You're learning. You're taking notes. Uh, it seemed like every event we had, you would be there. And you were trying to just imbibe and soak up all of the information. Love that. Uh, I want to talk about the, uh, as you've transitioned, you've kind of to really to evolve to where you are today, now you're pouring into other agents, you're helping other agents understand how important it is to, to develop a residual income on top of being successful in the final expense and life insurance space. With that servant approach, that servant leadership approach that you've always had, even as an individual producer, tell us a little bit about how big this opportunity is, man, because merging two worlds together is easy to talk about. It's it's not easy to do. How uh, has that gone for you so far? Uh, well, taking that approach to helping other agents. It's a big, you know, there's a big learning curve there. Uh, absolutely. If you're talking about the opportunity of Medicare uh, for chronic expense agents, uh, I can talk to you all day about that. Is that is that kind of the base of your question there? I would love to hear it because so many final expense guys who are great at what they do, they think that Medicare is, is a totally different planet when they're really actually nestled up closer than we, we initially believe. Exactly. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, the opportunity is, is just, you know, I'm, I'll go back to when I was just a final expense agent and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but when I started out final expense, I had a friend, uh, also in the insurance business. And he said, now this didn't turn out to be true, but he said, uh, you know what, if you ever start doing Medicare, you really ought to think about it because when you do, and you get a book of business built up, you'll throw rocks at final expense. Well, that's not true, but it, it is it's a different world, but it's the same world because you, uh, it's the same client. And yes, I love Medicare. I fall in love with it. And I've, uh, I've grown my business very quickly. Actually, uh, I'm not special. I guess we're all special in some way, but, uh, just that, uh, the, the fact that it's the same client, uh, that you're talking to with final expense. No, I never wanted to throw rocks at still love final expense, love it to death. You let your cash flow. That's your right now money. That's that's your your bills and everything else. Your Medicare is your building for the future, and it's really pretty amazing how quickly it builds up. Uh, some of the, you know, anyone who's in final expense and hasn't uh, really done Medicare, you you hear this repeated a lot. You know that it's different because. The referrals are just instant. I mean, they are, it, it, they're, they're not like anything you experience in final expense. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just a different feeling with people. 
uh, life insurance, sometimes you have to kind of make it important, you know, when you're in the trenches and in that conversation with them. But uh, Medicare, it's already important to them. So, but they do very, very much go hand in hand. Well, we are inherently at times selfish creatures. And with final expense, it's something that we don't utilize today. And so for those that don't view it as a gift that you're giving to someone, you know, they, a lot of times they don't, it's kind of a selfish approach. Like, you know, whatever, I, I don't care. But with Medicare, they use that and they use it today. They use it every day for the most part. And we're, I think I want to just kind of say that I truly believe that we are in a very, very fortunate position in our industry to have two markets that butt up to each other so closely. So, so often in other markets, like you have to, you know, you have to try and marry two, two different focuses that don't really fit together to try and expand your business. We are fortunate to where we have, like you said, you said it twice and you're so spot on that same client, that same client being a Medicare possible client, as well as a final expense that is so enormous. And there's so many agents out there that are writing great life numbers that have no idea about this opportunity. And then also vice versa, there's a lot of Medicare agents that just don't want to deal with the life side for whatever reason, or they don't know about it. There's power and there's some magic when you can merge those two together and you get a great mentor that can show you how to do it. Number one, compliantly. Um, number two, I'd say one, a one B, which is, you know, to best serve your client, which is the main focus. It's an unbelievable opportunity that people want to shout out over and over on every podcast that a lot of, there's so many agents I just don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. And, you know, you can say this until you're blue on the face, but until you experience it, and then you begin to experience it over and over and over with, with just about every client, you know, it's, with, you know, and it's not always, a, it's not always a perfect off sale. Maybe they've got something already a place for their final expense of their life. And it's something that you don't want to touch or can't touch or vice versa. But, uh, but most of the time that's not the case. There's a, uh, a tremendous amount of cross-sell opportunity with just about everyone you sit with. And it's a way to, you know, we're always talking in this industry, we're talking about lead costs and what it costs and what's your return on that. You talk about really stretching uh, your, is that the right number? I'm not really sure what I'm trying to say there, but getting the most out of your leads. When you can cross-sell that lead, now it's not just worth whatever that life insurance policy was. Or that Medicare lead, it's not just worth that. You're actually uh, potentially doubling or tripling that and turning it into referrals. Because remember, yes, you'll get some referrals from life insurance. You got to be proactive and ask about them. But uh, Medicare, they just, it just seems to be kind of a thing that grows on its own. With leads, if you do a good job and you take care of your clients and show a sincere desire to really help, uh, then you know the the referrals just kind of happen by themselves of course you got to ask for them but they happen by themselves too you're spot on and that's that's where it's it's like uh i'm not gonna say it's a revolution or it's movement but i know here within our organization it's it is something that we want to really help people understand if they want to participate great but leads are not getting more any cheaper anytime soon their cost is only going up um as vendors are trying to get better find higher intent buyers and all that fun stuff you know, the economies of scale is something that it needs to be talked about. Like you can get more mileage out of this one lead if you'll just invest the time to learn a little bit about this other market, 
And then you'll lean on mentorship and, and kind of check the ego at the door and say, I don't know all of it, but I'm willing to jump in and lean on somebody like you. Teach me how to do it. Show me how, how you've done it at such a high level. The opportunity is enormous, legitimate. We talk about in this business, six figures up front, six figures on the back end. And you're helping, you know, helping almost pretty much the same people. Uh, it's it's unbelievable to me. I, I, just, I can't get over it. I'm thankful for it because while some organizations are like, how much can we just, how much more life can we dump? And then that agent is chasing that hamster wheel of life, 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 life. And they're missing out on so much on the back end that they could be helping Mary and John with that would also help them. It's a big deal, man. It's, I just... That economy is a scale is just something I keep thinking about. Take that one lead that you pay X amount of dollars for and cut it in half and let it generate multiple pieces of business. Yeah. And, and another way to think about this, you know, if someone's out there and they're, they're doing final expense, you know, not what the average sale is, it's probably roughly kind of the same. I see some people hitting some pretty high numbers. For me, it was around seven, eight hundred bucks uh, or 70, maybe sometimes 70, 80 bucks per act is what I need. Uh, so, you know, you're up around there, maybe around eight, 900 bucks for a sale, uh, sometimes less, sometimes more of it. Imagine, cause you know how that works. You know, you get, you get your advance on that. Imagine if most final expense clients, if you turn them into a Medicare client and it's not an extra three or 400 bucks right now, it's a three or 400 bucks right now. And every year going forward, suppose that client stays alive for another 10 years, just on average, or, you know, someone at 75 and they lived to the natural lifespan of 84, 85. Well, that's another three, $4,000 on one, say on one client, you know, that's, uh, you know, people just have to really think about the, the, the potential because you're, you're building a potentially huge residual income. Yeah, and if you're a final expense client, to kind of bring what you said just full circle, if you're a final expense agent right now and you're out there, let's say you're, you're, you're selling 15 policies a month, you're averaging 12000 a month in premium. You go out there and do the same thing on a 12-month basis, 15 policies a month, you do that for 12 months, but you're cross-selling Medicare with it. That's 180 plans. That's 54000 in commissions a year and earnings a year. Do that five for five years, and you're talking about making two hundred sixty, two hundred seventy thousand dollars in residual money. Like, you're not buying Medicare leads necessarily to generate that. You're helping serve your clients better by asking some questions, doing it compliantly, and it's it's there sitting right in front of you. It's a matter of you know, are you going to get it, or are you going to let the guy that comes in behind you get it? If you can better serve your clients, find the best fit for them, it's such a huge opportunity. And, and one thing I want to throw out there, John, that I want to, I'd love your take on and hear what your thoughts are. One of the big reasons that most agents don't get involved in Medicare is they believe that the difficulty level of getting certified is something that's just insurmountable. You know, you've, you've done it many times. You take the certifications every year. How difficult is it to get involved in Medicare, really? Does it matter? I'm just I'm being kind of sarcastic, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. It's not. I mean, it's not. It's an open book test. The AF is an open book, and the and you get three chances at it uh, before you have to pay again and wait a little bit. But uh, it's not difficult, and you know there's uh, there's some tricks to test taking. I don't really think there are that many people chase that fail the AF um, more than once, more than once or twice. I don't really know if there's an actual statistic attached to that. 
but it's worth doing. What if it is hard? So what? Uh, I'm not going to say that, I, you know, it's it's like if you can make it through a life and health insurance exam, you can make it through ADM pretty easily. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like if you've taken the life and health test, you can pass AHIP. And you just made a, you just made a point that I think is, is really good. It's not that so many people fail it. It's that they fail to actually go and do it and get started is the big issue. And, you know, Medicare is really neat because for those of you that are out there knocking on doors, you're, you're making dials, you're loving final expense, do not stop that. Keep going, get better, you know, become a student. But, you know, sometimes in our business, there's kind of one of those moments where you you want like a breath of fresh air. You want something different. You want to try something a little bit different, maybe a little different technique, whatever it is. Medicare is that breath of fresh air. You know, when you go through the day-to-day -day grind, the final expense, which I love, don't get me wrong, Medicare complements it so well. Brandon Clay said peanut butter and jelly, and I agree 100%. It's, it is that other side of the coin, that, that moment to, uh, to just do something a little bit different while still building your business. And once again, I'll be redundant. I just love that it coincides with that same client with final expense. I get to help them in more ways than one. And then as I progress, and you know this better than anybody, I get to talk about, you know, hospital indemnity. I get to talk about cancer plans. I get to talk about all these other things that they need that I can help them with. And it's just not about advantage. It's about supplements, advantage. What's the best fit for them? You know, you're essentially playing doctor, not playing doctor, but you're, you're, you're doctor problem solver. And here's, here's how I can help you. Um, there's just so many people that don't do it because they don't know. They don't have somebody like yourself they can lean on. I mean, you're helping agents on a daily basis. Help a client in more ways than one. Words of encouragement for anybody out there that's just doing one or the other. Exactly right. I want to say this when we talk about a cross-sell, it's not just a cross-sell to Medicare. Because in most cases, if there's an advantage plan, uh, you're doing a disservice if we don't talk about hospital indemnity. You know, and that's cash flow right there added to it. And hospital indemnity plus cancer, sometimes a cancer, heart attack, stroke, combination commands. So it's more than one cross-sell. And I want to say this, Chase, just I want to add, because it's one of my favorite quotes uh, by Zig Ziglar that we talk about, is it hard? Zig Ziglar said, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly until you can learn to do it well. And it's worth doing. So I'll, I'll just leave that at that. I love it. I appreciate that, John. That's, it's on point. As we look to uh, kind of wrap this first episode up with you, I want to, I want to ask you, any parting shots, anything you want to throw out there for everybody that's listening in right now that may be looking to take that leap of faith? Um, well, I can give you the short version of, of uh, my why because, it, you know, I don't know if that's would be down this call or not. But, yeah, our way. Uh, you know, the reason that I started in Medicare, uh, I remember the day that was, uh, you know, I'm a transparent person. I've always been doing this Medicare. I'll be coming up on my four ADP. Uh, I think I've done very well in that short time because I showed up on television. I've studied Medicare and everything associated with it for the last three years. Uh, but what got me started, I remember the day, I actually went and looked it up a few days ago. Uh, I, I was door knocking. It was April 14th, 2020. Uh, and I door knocked this guy for finally spends. That's what I was doing. And this guy came to the door. We've all seen it. And he is, like to say this on video, he's pissed off at the world. He was he was, he's a bitter old man. And, uh, you know, I'm slow. So I showed him the card while I was there for, and he paused for a second, kind of grumbled, said, all right, I would sit out on a porch and come out on the porch and uh, 
I noticed something. He wasn't making eye contact. The beast is kind of staring off in the distance all the time. And I'm thinking, you know, step one, let's build some report. You know, I got to get this guy on the gauge. And I was really trying. That's kind of leading into what I was there for. But then I go back. I've got to get this guy to respond to him. I'm asking about family and, and everything. And he keeps looking off in the distance. Still hadn't made eye contact with him. And uh, finally, you know, after maybe 10 minutes, it seemed like an hour of this, but like 10 minutes i'm just not getting anywhere he's not engaging me and uh, i just i made a visual show closing up my binder and i said look i can tell your mind is somewhere else i don't think you want to hear any of this something's obviously bothering him so i think i'm just going to go and maybe we talk later and uh that got his attention he looked at me and he said finally looked at me and said man i'm sorry i'm I've been having a problem, and, and, and it has to do with my insurance, and I don't know what to do about it, and I'm just, I've gotten more, I don't, this guy really screwed me over, and I've got more, I don't trust people, I'm especially, get this, I especially don't trust insurance agents, and uh, and uh, so I go, okay, so so tell me what's going on, I got him to engage a little bit, and he told me, it turns out he's a veteran, and somebody had checked some boxes wrong when they enrolled in somebody had come and put him in an NIPD and they didn't, you know, they didn't do some things right there. Uh, and he was getting all these threatening letters from the insurance company and getting calls saying he was going to lose his insurance and he didn't know what to do about it. He was frustrated. And I said, well, where's your agent? Have you tried calling? He said, he's ghosted me, man. I can't get a hold of him and never get a call back. Uh, so I said, I thought there for a second. I said to myself, I know a little bit because I've been hearing kind of some of the Medicare conversations. I knew it enough to know what to do. And so I uh, I said, give me your car, give me your insurance card. It was Hampton Blue Cross. And I pulled it out, flipped it over, dialed the number on the back, pulled out my iPad, and I recorded this conversation. But I put it on speaker so we could hear. And for 45 minutes, I went back and forth with this very kind rail. Uh, who got everything fixed? You know, explain what was going on. I was just asking a lot of questions. Anyway, at the end of this 45-minute call on speaker where he can hear it, guy's name's Mike. Uh, I said, so you're telling me that Mike is not going to get any more letters, everything's fixed, and he's not going to get any more phone calls about his insurance, he didn't bring you that. And she said, that's correct. I said, okay, thank you, ma'am. I'm at the phone. And uh, Mike was quiet for a minute, and he goes, Man, I, I can't believe you just did that. Said, well, it's the right thing to do, you know. Uh, so, I, well, you know, it was a little bit of my time. So what? He said, well, I know what you're here for, and uh, I do want to talk to you about that at some point. Uh, and you obviously are for life insurance. And then go to, uh, I, I just want to absorb this. I feel like a big weight has been lifted off on children. I said, well, man, I'm glad. I'm happy for you. And uh, I walked off the porch. I'm walking to the car. It was about 20 feet away. And this guy was, I mean, he was visibly emotionally so grateful for that little effort of kindness. And he, uh, he I got almost to the car. He goes, hey. And I turned around, and he's got tears in his eyes. Close enough, I could see he had tears in his eyes. And he had a lump of so I could tell he couldn't talk. And he goes, like that, pointed at me. And dude, that just hit me. I mean, it hit me like. I cannot believe, I've never had a life insurance client react that way. This guy was so grateful that I fixed his Medicare and I didn't, you know, 
I picked up the phone and called somebody and knew how to ask questions. That was about it. But end of the story is uh, a few months later, he did call me back and he bought a, a final expense policy. I remember I had $15.01 a month, still with force today. And he's become a very good friend and he's referred several of his other friends to me. So uh, you don't realize the way that you're helping people. Obviously, the final expense, it's a big help, but people get that help for a problem that they're having right now uh, they are loyal and they are referral machines and it was so impactful to me i said by golly i'm doing this i'm gonna do whatever it takes i'm gonna become a student of this and i'm gonna learn everything that i can and that's what i've done for three years so that's money that's kind of my story and how i got started and why i got started now i love it and then now I, I see what you're doing with agents helping them learn it as well and and, you, and like i said before pouring into them um such such an awesome testimonial uh to such a fun business to be in uh i appreciate you sharing that with us buddy we're gonna get as we get all of these personalities introduced and we get that first episode under our belt with each one of you guys we're gonna be circling back as i mentioned before to kind of bring this rowdy crew together for a little bit of a roundtable talk on multiple occasions so uh, be, yeah be prepared for that and a lot of these faces you're familiar with as well and you're friends with so um, I appreciate your time today, buddy. Awesome stuff. I'll throw this out there to you. If you want to talk to John, if you're out there right now, you're a life insurance agent and you want to learn about, you know, Medicare, how do I integrate the two? Um, there's a number that's been going across the screen there. That's my direct number. Feel free to hit me up. But more importantly, if you want to talk to John, you want to talk to somebody or work with somebody who's got that perspective, go to fsnation.com, E-F-E-S-Nation.com. And fill out the, the the join the team or the contact us just to have a conversation. And tell me in the notes there that I want to talk to John. And I would love to get you hooked up with him. Thanks again, buddy. I appreciate your time today. We'll do it again soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the EFES podcast. For more, visit EFESNation.com and subscribe to the podcast catalog on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.